Are you ready to change your mind? Are you ready to rethink the truth about reality? It's time to go on a journey into this weird world. Hello and welcome back to This Weird World. My name is Tansy Bajant and I'm your host for this show. So to continue the theme of this year, I am joined once again by Amanda Simon, where we're discussing the energies as we move into June, uh, the energies that are presented by the sun moving into Gemini and its corresponding tarot card, which is the lover's card. So as we have moved through the year, we have been tracking the sun, tracking the sun as it moves through its zodiacal cycle. And it's been a really fascinating progression. It's been a really fascinating way to experience life through the lens of the energies that are around us and to almost highlight those energies so that we can notice them more readily as they emerge in our life. And it was really interesting when we were having this discussion, how much emerges and how many stories and themes you can see in the world around you and at the more micro level within our own lives and at the macro level in the wider world environment. And it's so fascinating always to explore this incredible dynamic between astrology and tarot and the movement of the sun and the rising life um, around us. Uh, It's just a really phenomenal um, exploration and a sense of embracing life at a different level. Uh, So being more attuned more alert to, more uh, sensitive <clears throat> to the to what is at play as we move through each month and each zodiacal season. And so today we are in a discussion around Gemini and the lovers and just noticing how these themes emerge in our life. And so I really hope that you enjoy it. And I look forward to speaking to you on the other side. So, Amanda, welcome back to the podcast. We are back in front of the microphone and this month we are talking about Gemini and the lovers and its relationship to this time of year, um, which is June. Indeed it is. Yes. (laughs) 
Amanda, do you want to set the atmosphere for this time? In As you know now, we, we're in Devon and we've been in a deluge for the last, gosh, oh. three weeks. <laughs> Ever since Jupiter moved into Pisces, it feels like it's been a deluge. But it's finally dried out and uh, um, it's green. It's kind of arrestingly green everywhere. And I think that really does take me to the Gemini spirit in that everything is fresh, alive, like the leaves are still really translucent. They're new, they're excited to be out. They're um, still some lagging, but there's a kind of roll in the air. There's a kind of um, feeling of um, alert, alive, airy brightness. And that that has a kind of Gemini spirit to it, like the excitement of spring. It's it's got so much um, mobility and mutability and motility to it, and that feels very alive to this time of year. The the quietness of winter and the stillness of winter is definitely gone. Everything is creaking and, and not creaking, but kind of croaking and and tweeting and. Um, you know, noisy. There's a there's a kind of uh, multi-channeled vocalness, which is very, very Gemini as well. And and so there's this, yeah, this backwards and forwardness. Like everything feels like it's in communication. Everything feels like it's passing and messaging and um, creating and enabling the other thing to come more into life. Which, which to me is a very Gemini thing. It, it, it quality. It's it's never um, it's never static, but its movement is always to kind of bring something else into being. Which mm. is quite different from other, what we call mutable signs in the chart. Some of them are much more so much more kind of singular in their endeavour to just exist and be and be seen and pronounce where that is not the case of Gemini. Yeah, that kind of banter and wanting to hear the echo, wanting to hear back and then mm. building and wanting to hear back and then building. It's not so interested in the uni, univocal. Mm. It's swarm. And it feels like this time of year is that everything is humming and everything is, is like, we made it, we're alive vivacity eruption and and yet also that sense that we're reaching the kind of culmination of the middle of the year you know solstice is is coming and so there's that build that build happening so the swarm is not kind of lateral it is got that verticality to it mm. like a kind of euphoric heightening <laughs> to mm. the solstice so that to me is part of the atmosphere of this moment of Gemini and the um, fizziness. Mm, fizziness. <laughs> That's such a good word. It does. I think, you know, just looking out of our window at the moment, there is a real sense of communication with all of life outside. It's just this buzzing, this stimulated mm -hmm. feedback between. Um, 
earth and being. It just, everywhere you go, the birds are singing and the butterflies are humming if they hum. And all the flowers are just, you know, in that beautiful growth stage. I think spring really is my favorite time of year. Just that feeling of energy building and sparkling. And I think as we get into summer, there can be, there is almost like, as you get to that peak, there's almost a sense of sort of rounding off before we then come back down. So it feels a little plateauing mm. or plateau-y. Uh, and yet with spring, there's this movement, this vibrance and the um, all the creatures just feel excited with potential and possibility. Um, and like you said, with that sort of the long sleep, and now it's the time to be awake and be alert. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I've noticed that out in the world as well, of just there's an awakening just in terms of our ability to kind of be more present with each other. And I've actually been able to hug people and gather uh, together in little groups. And it feels just that same sense of kind of hope and excitement and possibility and all of that communication. And um, I think from what we've come through, that can feel quite exhausting just because it's uh, it's just so, you're so in the moment when that communication is happening that you're just, it's it's reading every level. It's not just the the talking and the sound, but it's you're reading facial expressions, and it's just noticing how communication just um, is apparent on so many levels, and how uh, how when you kind of have have been secluded a little bit, like we um, or many of us have been, there is a sense of sort of solitude of being within oneself. And now is this sort of feeling of being able to uh, to really kind of reach out and, and touch another person to kind of really communicate in, um, in a really rich and uh, deep way. And it just feels really beautiful to be aligning with the seasons, to be aligning with this, this moment is the, also the kind of the, communi- the community um, being able to be more... Uh, immersed with with each other um yeah can i say something about that it's also like um, wheels there's Mm. just a lot of wheeling around (laughs) 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 i mean there really is yeah like that is a real gemini thing wheels yeah but there's that feeling of everyone coming going Going, just moving just like short distances nipping about the place yeah lots of nipping which is very gemini as well yeah yeah it it can be very dissipating it can be Mm. very wearing it can be a wiring Mm. especially given what we've come out of where there's a kind of voraciousness around it and having the contrast so marked Mm. as well from the kind of constant quiet to then a kind of what 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 can immediately feel very frenzied um, when maybe it's not, but that's how it can feel in our system. So there is something for Gemini's about um, groundedness and and um, not feeling like they get whipped up into mm. a frenzy <laughs> of of kind of. Um, uh, yeah, excitement. You know, the, the kind of nipping can be very kind of thrilling, but also quite draining and um, can become quite trivial and quite vacuous mm. and um, 
kind of motion and interaction just for the point of it rather than necessarily any um, substance other than the fact that you're mo- moving yeah whether that's you're moving your speech whether that's you're moving your ideas whether that's you're moving your body yeah that's that's just something to kind of uh, I think check but but it is that back it's like the baton mm. you know the baton getting past backwards and forwards and and in the class I'm going to really bring in the myth um because I think that adds a whole nother understanding to what is often a very superficial um understanding of Gemini uh which is it's much more uh nuanced Mm. and full of kind of yearning and longing and, Mm. and I think the the kind of mythic part of it is is really you kind of if you've got strong Gemini, then you can kind of self-check yourself when you have the myth because you can have a bit more of a sense of what might be motivating or what might be pushing and pulling all of that. that um, what can become quite mindless movement. Mm. Yeah, and to bring in, I, I guess, the qualities of um, the lovers, which is the associated tarot card... Um, to Gemini you know when we look at this card it's got uh, a man and a woman and above them an angel and in the distance a mountain and when you look sort of superficially at this card there's this you know we're seeing Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and there's this feeling of and if you wanted to listen to our classes we do explain uh, the process of the, the the kind of the major arcana in the tarot cards a little bit more um, a lot of people use it, um, this whole sort of fool's journey, this cycle of 22 cards as a way to, it's, it's sort of a journey, as some would say, to enlightenment or a sense of coming home to oneself, a journey of growth um, through the human experience. And so when we get to Gemini, we have come through from the sort of the birth and the stepping out into this new world a brief sort of understanding of oneself, a meeting of mother, father and teacher. And then we come to Gemini or we come to the lovers, which is the opportunity to sort of to to meet another like-minded soul, you know, or to, to meet a peer or a lover or a friend. And it's that moment of expression and expansion and kind of dialogue and communication and intrigue and interest and shared experience. And I think in... in in some ways that can feel uh, like we were just saying is a sort of this buzzing, this excitement, especially when we think about the lovers, you know, how that feeling of meeting someone else that we just feel so entranced by can feel so engaging and enlightening and um, enriching, but that also we can sometimes fully throw ourselves into that relationship or into that moment without almost having consideration for who we are in some ways and so I think what we were just saying about this moment of sometimes we can throw ourselves into things superficially and then feel exhausted or perhaps overwhelmed or realizing that we are distracting ourselves a lot um, without really taking much time to really explore what we may be um, distracting ourselves from. The lover's card you know, in that card, there's always this aspect of choice and it's it's sort of returning also back to oneself um, and just making sure that you're sort of stepping into all relationships with this feeling of kind of, um, 
I guess, balance or equality or knowing oneself and how we can meet uh, another equally. Yeah, and when when Tansi was talking there, it kind of really struck me, the energy um, of the, the cycle that we're constantly kind of working with and the the light and life cycle, which is the, the rubric, really, of, um, of enchanting Fortuna amongst the whole notion of enchantment but one thing that I was really struck me as we were talking was the um, shift from Taurus to Gemini and it's such a shift and it's like there's a release where Taurus is a holding in order for something to really kind of accrue and um, become stabilized Gemini is like this releasing it's become stabilized and it can be released and it can be bifurcated mm. <laughs> and that kind of multiple bifurcation is a is um such a kind of quality of that gemini energy coming out of the taurus mm. and so i think that's kind of interesting in light of the equivalent tarot journey from card to card um you know the, the hierophant is a quite stern solid channel you know yes so the hierophant is you know such a solid channel and so fortifying you know in a, in a similar way to Taurus there's that sturdiness there's that solidness there's that physical form and 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 bringing bringing that which isn't physical through into the physical somehow mm. um and I know that we were we're talking about the Empress as being a, 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 a kind of correlative card, which obviously she hasn't got quite that sternness to her. She's more distributed, you know, in, in the atmosphere. But I think there's something interesting about that steadiness of, of Taurus and the Hierophant, which then gets undone and disrupted when we come to the Lovers or Gemini. Mm. There's a kind of breaking open of that. Mm. And somehow there's a breaking open of of light and life in that because there's almost too much there's too much to be contained in that yeah. the energy really shifts it's a massive jump to go from Taurus to Gemini and yeah. it feels a similar jump to go from the Hierophant to the lovers I think that's yeah. what I'm trying to say I you know I see that in the um in the tarot cards moving from Hierophant which is very orthodox like you were saying, very well established to this kind of this freeing, this openness, this excitement, this possibility. Um, there's a real tangible buzzing, you know, particularly with the lovers. The sort of the the energy is so different from being almost like you say, like this kind of insular, quiet, learning, engaging in quite a kind of deep and practical way, to then just allowing life to 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 be what it is and just to approach it with such curiosity and excitement and you know almost like prodding each other uh in a kind of primordial way in some ways it's just like oh who are you um mm, yeah i love that <laughs> image it's like my gosh there's other people around yeah, exactly <laughs> i love that I, like primordial like oh are you the same as me yeah. <laughs> exactly and Funny enough, this moment feels very like that because, you know, I came back last month and in last month's one, I was feeling very grounded, very homey, very really sinking into this, to being here. And this month I've been popping out with my little day trips <laughs> here, mm. there and everywhere 
to see different people. And it is like that. It's almost, I haven't been around people for so long that you forget what people look like from different angles and how they feel to be with, you know, how it feels to be with another person, what their energy is like. And so you almost are uh, intuitively kind of reaching out and being like, oh, hi you. And um, so it's really interesting because I'm really feeling that this month, a real sort of sense of inquisitiveness. Mm, and that's inquiry. a really good word for, for Gemini. Mm. Inquisitiveness and curiosity and, and, and kind of like constant peaking (laughs) (laughs) prodding and peaking (laughs) and if we think about it it's got that sibling sort of energy Mm. to it you know there is something about that like um which you can't avoid with gemini the sort of um how siblings interact and you know, obviously there's a massive range of that, but just to kind of take it archetypally, mm. that sort of close quarters um, jibing and jesting and mm. and fighting and fury yeah. is so, so Gemini in, in a kind of archetypal sense. There's something which is just really, there's no, inflation just does not exist mm. <laughs> in a kind of, in a Gemini a strong Gemini spirit. Inflation which, in a sense of one's own yeah, inflation. It's constantly like derided and knocked back and it's trickster energy. Mm. You know, trickster energy is just not inflated. It can't be, otherwise you can't be a trickster. You're kind of glumping around the place <laughs> if you're inflated. You're too kind of pompous and kind of blown up. Mm. You know, that's not you can't be a trickster if you're yeah. Kind of well, they're kind of agile. There's a kind of agility mm. to it, isn't mm. there? It's, yeah. Anyway, we'll come to that polarity in the class because I think it's a it's a, such a it's such a relevant one for now because of the eclipses that we're. Mm. You know, I, I could go down that avenue, but I don't know how how relevant it is for the audience and whether they necessarily. Um, there's just too much information because this is what happens in a Gemini you just build and build and build and everything is related you can't make a separation it's like mm. constantly recognizing the um that a tangent isn't a tangent it's absolutely part of the weave yeah what were you going to say if there's something simple about the eclipse well just that we are on that polarity yeah. we are on the Gemini Sagittarius polarity and so inflation is being very exposed so interesting. Um, so, so the eclipses are, are amplifying these, this Gemini Sagittarius people's sense of rightness, and either people are like able to pop it and release it, which is the opportunity, or they just can't work with the energy and they hold on even stronger. Gosh, we've got so many examples of that in the news at the moment. Um, with information coming out about Boris Johnson and the UK government um, well, maybe you can by Cummings. Some of that in. in a way, Boris Johnson is a classic Gemini. Is he a Gemini, though? I don't know his chart, but him and Trump have got a, had a similar energy of like, oh, but you said that, and now you've said that, and now you... I mean, you know, there are shadows, yeah. there are degrees of this, yeah. but... Um, well, yeah. yeah, and so is, like, in a way, the Conservative Party itself. So in, in the UK... Um, I have several parties, but the most sort of prominent ones is the Conservatives and Labour. 
and uh, the Conservatives are currently in in power, uh, fronted by Boris Johnson. And you know, it's a very kind of long, well-established uh, organization. I guess you'd call it political party. And yet what's so interesting is that there's such a, it's almost, it's created this huge bubble of, of almost like how it's appearing to people, how it, you know, um, how it rules over people, how it manages everything. There's a real feeling of kind of solidity, of sensibleness, of um, authority. And what's really interesting is as soon as we've really moved into Gemini is this man, Dominic Cummings, who was the you know lead advisor to Boris Johnson, is literally coming with a pin. And he has just, he spent seven hours in testimony giving all of this really damning evidence against Boris Johnson and the Conservatives about how they have been so unresponsive to the pandemic, how they basically bodged their way through the entire experience. And it's so fascinating to see this mm. very, you know, what most people would think of as a very kind of strong, you know, inflated sort of um, hierarchy of power, pompous, pompous yeah. being popped Pin, yeah, or pinched. And, mm. and, and in that, exposing the multiplicity mm. of, you know, that, that's the difference is that, the Sagittarius wants to cohere into something which is kind of into something cohesive, whereas the Gemini is like, nope, this you didn't. You've got to look at this. You've got to look at this. You've got to look, nope, no, nope, and just completely mm. breaks that kind of um, illusion of coherence. Do you know what's so fascinating as well is that you can imagine that how you're talking about this kind of this, you know, this balloon, this inflation that you come with a pin and you pop it, and what's left is just is air. Mm. Or you kind of, and that kind of makes me think of the fact that Gemini is this air sign, mm. and it's almost like exposing the air. Mm. It's it's kind of being it's sort of getting in there to release release the air release and the also air. see what is the air actually made of because there can be a so much hot air with mm. Sagittarius, whereas the Gemini will expose mm. the vacuousness of it. An ideological position becomes a kind of tyranny. Mm if it's not constantly questioned and reflected on, which is where Gemini is brilliant. So interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a great kind of example. I love that image of a popping yeah. and releasing the air so there can be discussion again. Yeah. There can be an, an actual conversation rather than just a lot of rhetoric. Yeah. But it's just so fascinating to really attune ourselves to those to these moments and then to see it played out in the world stage and in our own lives. As a kind of maybe closing thought is that that this is exactly what it is to be attuned. It's like mm. this is not an add-on. Like we're not projecting what we're talking about onto the situation. When you're steeped in the cycle, when you're steeped in the zodiac, when you're steeped in the archetypal realm, you see that it's playing out everywhere and it plays out at particular times as this cycling happens. So it becomes a, you become sensitive to and steeped in and embodiment of cyclical consciousness. Mm. And so that you start to notice how it's showing up in life and you start to notice the, the pollination and that there is always pollination but most of the time we don't notice it. And so that is kind of what we're constantly wanting to weave and, and taking threads from your life, 
from the world at large and recognising how they are already hooked up to these larger cycles, to the archetypal realm, to the kind of, you know, the cycle, the larger cycles of human existence, really, and the, the stories that play out and the mythic dimension of it all. And so I think that's a brilliant kind of linking that these threads can be they don't just have to be kind of random threads they actually link into and can be woven into much bigger cycles and a cyclical consciousness yeah Hmm, I'm excited for our class now. Me too, me too. Um, and I will be bringing in a bit more of the myth around the tarot card, uh, about around the lovers, and just the journey um, of the light so far as we've moved through the year, and again, the, the journey of um, our journey through the tarot cards. And uh, Amanda, you'll be doing more on the mythology behind Gemini and mm. and I think this example is a very Gemini conversation mm. you know in that we we didn't have so much of an idea to start with and yet we've built and you've taken something on and run with it and I've taken something on and run with it and that made me think about something else and I came back in with that and that made you think about something else and then we that that like that's what you always want to be looking for. It's in. The, it's. It's not a talking about. It's here. Yeah. It's present. It's emanating in the moment, mm. and that feels exciting to kind of name that rather than a reference to something. Mm. We're infused with it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Amanda. Yes. For being with me again today. My pleasure. I really enjoyed that. It grew. Yeah, it did grow. <laughs> it was lovely. And, um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it as well and feel infused and recognising how you're already in the flow of it. It's just the noticing and then it shows up. so nice to have that conversation with Amanda today. It's just really lovely to um, share ideas and to build that atmosphere that Amanda is so good at creating um, to really land us in this moment, in this month. And as we had finished the podcast, I was, or as we have finished our conversation, there were so many more examples that occurred to me of moments where the sort of some of the hot air has been released from a situation. Um, and if you follow crypto, then you'll notice that almost as soon as we moved from Taurus into Gemini, we had the huge uh, Bitcoin crash. So it's another interesting example of sort of removing the excess and bringing something sort of back down to uh, back down to reality in some ways um, and then it can be built up and grown from there but there must be dialogue there must be conversation there must be a sense of something not kind of um, becoming too big for its own boots so I thought that was a really interesting example and you know look in your own life for those examples and look at the world to see um, if you can find any others and you can find us and our class at enchantingfortuna.com. 
So I just wish you a really wonderful, communicative, enhanced and engaging June. But do remember to take care of yourself, just regrounding yourself every so often. So yeah, take care, stay well, speak to you soon. So throughout the episode today, I used music by 3-2, and I'm leaving you with a song by Nick Mulvey called In Your Hands, so see if you can spot the Gemini themes. Stay.